Radio, 1450 WOL, WOL Washington, W240DJ Washington, 95.9, WPRS HD2 Waldorf, WKYS HD2 Washington, WMMJ HD2 Bethesda, and worldwide at WOLDCnews.com. The views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. Everyone, this, welcome to the Uncle Devin Show here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9 FM. I uh, hope everyone is safe. We got a very rainy Monday out here and some flash flood warnings, and I just want to make sure that everyone knows to take take them seriously. Um, what they say, don't don't drown, turn around. Uh, we got a wonderful show for you today, brought to you by I Am We Nation. Uh, I am where you can uh, it's the first 24 7 online music radio station for children of the urban community and beyond uh, most children's music caters to the dominant culture but this station here focuses on music uh, that you'll hear in our community so you're going to hear the hip-hop the go-go the reggae the jazz a little bit of everything that's at I am we nation.com with two e's tune it into a 24 7 the first 24 7 online radio station um, I want to also Give a couple of shout outs before we even get started. Um, had a wonderful week uh, this past week. Uh, Want to thank the Murray Riley Styles Library uh, in, in Virginia. Uh, they always take good care of us. And it was funny that uh, one of the mothers uh, sent the message and she said, well, this is our sex- second time catching your show. And we were at uh, a Pittman Library in Virginia last year. And ever since we went there last year, my daughter always calls that library um, Uncle Devin's Library. So so I guess well, I don't know who Pittman was, but we're going to change it to the Uncle Devin Show. But Samantha, thank you for sharing that message with me and um, and, and just uh, give a shout out to your, your, your daughter and, and your children for, for coming out. Also, I want to give a shout out to the Odenton Library, uh, part of, um, uh, in, 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 I believe that's uh, in Anne Arundel County. And then also uh, the Companion Center out in Virginia. I want to give a shout out to um, good friend and my adopted niece, uh, Culture Queen, Jessica Culture Queen Hebron. And uh, thank you for um, connecting us with them. Uh, Okay, uh, for for connecting us with them as well. And um, so we're going to have a lot of fun. Now, today's show, in case you're not familiar with the Uncle Devin show, let me swing around. I got my camera here on a different different angle here. In case you're not familiar with the Uncle Devin show, uh, the Uncle Devin show is a, a program that's one of the first of its kind, especially on Radio 1. And it's here where we are able to talk about the importance that music plays in the child's development. Um you know, there's a term that I've called music adultification, and that's where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music, and we're missing out on the opportunity to educate our young folks at an early age about who they are, about our about our culture, about um, uh, self confidence, 
And so one of the reasons why I became a children's music artist um, is that, you know, I don't like to just state a problem, but I like to be part of the solution. So I created the Uncle Devin Show, which is an interactive musical experience for children that use drums and percussion to cultivate their minds and sort of a dynamic cross between DC's Trouble Funk and Schoolhouse Rock. And um, and my guest, I know he knows all about Trouble Funk. I'm gonna bring uh, my guest in studio. I'm gonna bring him in in just a minute. But um, so so part of what we do on the show uh, is to educate our parents, teachers, and guardians about the importance of it. Um, it is a thriving community. It's one that we're um, trying to recruit more artists to add children's songs to uh, to your music. And when we say children's songs, let me matter of fact, we may even need to change that term. It's not even children's songs. It's really family songs. It's, it's really what music is, is supposed to be about. And we're going to talk a little bit about the role of music in culture, um, you know, with our guests. Uh, in studio with me, um, I have to say, is, is an indeed an honor. This brother here has meant more to me in my adult political career than any other person that I know. Um, we both started off in the student movement uh, back. Uh, he's he's a little younger than me, so I'm gonna call him a little younger. Uh, he was, uh, but in the, in the late '80s, the early '90s, uh, and from there we went to organize uh, for, on the Pan African level for for many many years. Um, and many of you all may uh, I'm certain may have heard him uh, plenty of times. He's he's interviewed countlessly on uh, shows all around uh, the area and. Uh, I'm gonna get his official title, but I know he was the one of the official correspondents to the country of Zimbabwe. We're gonna talk a little bit about about that. But welcome to help. Please help me welcome to the Uncle Devin Show, my my good brother Obi Egbuna. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. I'm glad to be here, <laughs> man. This is strange. I know we, we you and I have been interviewed. We've been on different shows. <laughs> we've been everywhere, and now we got our own show. Mm-hmm. And and what's interesting is that you and I organized hard for at least twenty years. Maybe from let's say from 1990 almost up to 2000 and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, then we both went into two different directions, but we landed at the same place. Mm-hmm. I started doing children's music, and you started working. Um, uh, you were still doing your organizing, but you started working with a number of different organizations. First of all, tell the listener audience a little bit about uh, who you are and um, and some of the work you're doing. Um, well, once again, I'm honored to be on. And um, with our guests as well that are calling in. Yes. Um, the two young people. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, um, my name is um, Obi Agbuna Jr. I'm a teacher, an African history teacher. I'm a journalist. As you mentioned, I'm the U.S. correspondent to Zimbabwe's national newspaper, the first in the country's 39-year history. And I'm a children's playwright. I'm a co-founder of the Mass Emphasis Children's History and Theater Company. So we've been at it um, going on nearly 30 years now, um, just doing what history obligates us to do. And um, those are the three mediums that we feel are the most effective vehicles to bring about fundamental change for African people in every corner of the world. And you mentioned, um, and we're going to talk a lot more about mass emphasis, uh, children's uh, history and culture. Um, history and theater company. Hi- theater, theater company. Yeah. Uh, I'm, we're going to jump into uh, even more into some some you know uh, your history and getting into this Mm. but i also do want to bring in our um young people because this is really what it's all about Mm -hmm. um you know it's not only just me as an adult playing children's music but it's also providing our children venues for them to express their creativity and you and i both know that if our young folks was was out talking about filth and frivolity and um you know uh you know they'll probably get thousands upon thousands of likes 
um, on their on their videos and all of that. But these young folks here uh, have uh, defied the, uh, the the urges to go in that direction, and they created um, a mixtape that was. Uh, I guess it came out on June 23rd. And I'm, we're gonna June talk, 20, yeah, June 29th. Uh, June 29th. Last Saturday. Um, and we're gonna, I'm going to have them talk about why that date is significant. But I want you to welcome to the Uncle Devin show. We have DJ Dash and Xavier. Are you all uh, on the air? Okay. Are the callers on the air? Uh, let's see. Let me go. Alonzo, can, can, can they hear us? All right. DJ, Xavier, uh, DJ Dash and Xavier, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Welcome to the Uncle Devin show. Thank you. All right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> That's right. Well, first of all, tell I understand that DJ Dash, you're 10 years old, and Xavier, you're 13. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, talk a little bit about what you all released on June 29th. I am so proud of what you all have done. Uh, you know, I grew up. Um, well, I'm, I'm just going to stop talking. Talk a little bit about your video and, uh, and and why you even created it. Well, the reason why I well the reason why I created it well the reason why it helped is because when Bob Obi said that he wanted us to create the mixtape, I was interested in audio mixing, so I was like, "Hey, this is going to be a fun opportunity for me to do audio mixing and maybe get some benefits out of it." Mm. Wow. Okay. I, Go ahead. And I created the mixtape because I thought it would be a good opportunity to, I guess, learn some history and help Alex with his um, audio mixing. So, so which one is talking right now? Xavier. Okay, Xavier. Okay. So, so both of you all put that together. How long have you all been into uh, music and DJing? Pretty much all of our all our lives. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you mentioned that um, you were inspired also by uh, Brother Obi to to do this. What inspired you to do it, and what did you actually create? Hmm. So what what, what 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 was it that you actually created? What was the name of your video? The 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 Kwame Ture traveling exhibit mixtape. Ah, the Kwame Ture traveling exhibit mixtape. Now, why did you all focus on Kwame Ture? And, and well, matter of fact, even why did you focus on him? And who was Kwame Ture? Kwame Ture was a was a black activist. Mm-hmm. He told us to organize, organize, organize. Right. The mass of our people for liberation. Wow. And we, and we wanted to share that with us here. Now, do you find that um, t- uh, in your in, in among your peers and talking with your peers that um, the, a lot of your peers knew who he was prior to you doing this video? No, not not all of them, really. Okay. And what has been the response since you released the video? It was very positive. Okay. That's wonderful. Um, and in fact, um, the video, so so from what I understand, you have some music, and then in the midst of the music, you're showing and sharing uh, excerpts of Kwame Ture speaking over top of the music. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Okay, absolutely. That That's wonderful. And now, why did you choose June 29th to release your video? 
Kwame Toy's birthday. Oh, it's his birthday, absolutely. And I believe he would have been this year seventy first birthday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that, exactly seventy seventy eighth birthday. Uh and you know, I both Obi and I, Obi definitely more so than I, but uh, we had a chance to organize with him and his organization, uh, the All African People's Revolutionary Party, back in the 90s, um, uh, uh, you know, and I still can remember the, the day that he passed away. Um, and for me, just knowing what he represented uh, for our community was was really tremendous. Um, what have you learned about Kwame Ture through this whole process of creating uh, the video that you created? How to love our people. Mm. And when you say our, I want you to be even more specific. What do you mean by that? Africans worldwide. Okay. And why is that important? Because I'm an African. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And you can't, you know, you got to love yourself before you love anybody else. And, um, and that that's always most important. And of course, you know, there's always those that talk about different names, whether we're this or whether we're that. But, you know, when we look at uh, the continent of Africa itself, um, we're looking at, um, you know, no matter, you know, something Kwame Ture said um, was that no matter, you know, there's two paths of development where um, where you can. Uh, well, in, in in a sense, you either organize for the masses of the people or you organize for individual gains and greed. And and what I love about what you all have done is that you all have done this um, not just for the pure, uh, just to be artists, but to be able to educate people. And and I and I'm just so proud of what you all have created. Where can people go to uh, see your video? On YouTube. Okay. Do you, what's your YouTube page name? Tower James Dave. Say that again. Power Jams DJ. Oh, Power Jams DJ. Oh, okay. That's great. Oh, DJs with an S. Okay. All right. Thank you. And I'm going to post it on uh, Uncle Devin's show uh, page so that people can um, can click on it and go. And I'm going to encourage all of our listening audience to go uh, to this site. Uh, to like what they are doing and to get, leave them some comments, encourage them, um, because this is what our young people need to be doing uh, with the music. And so, um, DJ, um, well, well, I guess uh, DJ Dash and Xavier, I want to thank you all for taking the time and even uh, putting this together. I want to encourage you all to continue to do this. And if you ever do anything even in a similar moving forward, you let me know. As long as I have the station, I will make sure that we make an announcement. We bring you back on and you can share it with the whole world. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're very much welcome. Keep up the great work. All right. All right. All right. And that was uh, DJ Dash and Xavier. Uh, we're going to share more information with you when we come back on the other end. And we're going to talk again with my uh, other guest, Obi Ekbuna, here on WOL 1450 AM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Uncle Devin Show here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM, here in the Silver Spring, Maryland, Washington, D.C. area studios. Um, I am your host, Uncle Devin, and today's show is brought to you by IamWeNation.com, the first 24-7 online music radio station for children of the urban community and beyond. Uh, Go to IamWeNation, with two E's, dot com. 
you were just listening to uh, on the phone uh, my, my first two guests, uh, DJ Dash and Xavier, uh, two brothers who uh, put together a phenomenal um, one hour mixtape uh, that featured uh, the one and only Kwame Ture, formerly Stokely Carmichael. Um, and like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of, of, of our brother, you know, the from his, his days with the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee uh, to his time when he led the, the Black um, Panther Party uh, to the Loudoun County, to, to the Democratic Mississippi Democratic Party, uh, all the way up to his time working with uh, the AAPRP and others. But I want to uh, bring back to um, to the audience my, my brother Obi Ekbuna. Uh, who is um, an, the the first U.S. correspondent to the uh, country of Zimbabwe and also working with the Mass Emphasis Children's History. Um, I always get the last part. And theater company. And theater company. It's long. <laughs> no, 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 but it needs to be long. So t- now, uh, before we even get into that, I want you to talk a little bit about your history. Now, it was it was funny that as long as I knew you, you had never told me about who your father was. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there reading a book by Kwame Nkrumah called Revolutionary Path, uh-huh. probably in the 90s. Yeah. And he starts talking about the black power movement, mm-hmm. uh, not only in the United States, but in, in Europe, in Britain. Mm-hmm. And it was a name, and he said, yeah, but, you know, he mentioned Obi Igbuna. I, I think I even called you, say, hey, he mentioned your name, but uh, who was this? <laughs> he like, that's my father. I'm like, I never knew that. Oh, Talk uh, a little bit about your father and the impact that yeah. that had on you and where you are today. Oh, sure. Um, well, um, once again, um, we're so proud of um, DJ Dash and um, Xavier. And not only them, but um, I also had the privilege of teaching um, their sister, Naomi. We got to give her a shout out. Hey, Naomi. And, um, but... Getting back real quickly, Mm -hmm. um, yes, my father, along with another brother named Michael X, are founders of the Black Panther Party in London. And uh, my father wrote a book called Destroy This Temple about the black power movement in Britain, which was the equivalent to Kwame Ture and um, Charles Hamilton's book Black Power. Mm -hmm. And before that, he was in the Universal Colored People's Association but nationalism and Pan-Africanism became um, attractive to him. Yes. He also um, delved heavily into cultural expression. So in 1964, he wrote a book called Wind Versus Polygamy. By 1966, it was transcribed into a play, and it was Britain's submission to the historic world, First World and Arts Festival in Dakar, Senegal, mm-hmm. that Lyndon Johnson had sent um, Catherine Dunham to be um, the cultural ambassador to. Mm-hmm. And uh, also um, there, um, he got a chance to interact with people like Sarah Webster, Fabio, Langston Hughes, Duke Ellington. Mm-hmm. So, and actually that experience opened the doors for African literature to be um, celebrated and recognized throughout the European Union. Mm-hmm. So Chinua Achebe and Woli Soinka benefited immensely from that. So um, he had that experience and he um, and Krumah first mentions him in detail in The Specter of Black Power, one of his essays. And then um, through his, he went to visit Nkrumah 51 years ago when he was in exile in Guinea after he'd been overthrown on February 24, 1966 by the FBI, the CIA, and, the, and British intelligence for coming out against the Vietnam War. So um, my father wrote an essay called The Murder of Nigeria, 
that Shirley Graham Du Bois, who they say was one of the only people to see Nkrumah every day or speak with him every day, she read it, and it was about the Igbo Biafran War, which left one mil- million um, Nigerians dead, which many people feel set the precedent for what happened in Rwanda with the the Hutsis and the Tutsis, mm-hmm. which set the precedent for what happened in um, with Ethiopia and Eritrea, and what have you, uh, and other conflicts that took on a um, what um, our former colonizers and captors called tribes. Mm-hmm. So um, he wrote an essay called "The Murder of Nigeria." That Nkrumah was really attracted to that, and he is credited for persuading Nkrumah to write the um, pamphlet he wrote, "Message to the Black People of Britain." Just mm-hmm. recognizing the role that Britain has played in the Pan-African movement, whether you're talking about the Fifth Pan-African Congress in 1945, which 15 years later led to 35 countries between 1957 and 1960 gaining their independence from colonial rule, or um, later on the work they were doing, because right at the time that my father was working in um, Britain with the Black Panther Party, it was a wonderful time to be there. You had C.L.R. James the great freedom fighter being an elder statesman, Maurice Bishop, the first prime minister of Grenada mm-hmm. and founder of the New Jewel Movement. He was there at Gray's Inn studying law. Tony Martin, the Garveyite, was there at the same time working with students out of the Caribbean. Fela Kuti was there studying music. So um, the young people who were exiles and working in ZANU-PF in Zimbabwe, working for PAC. They were in London at the same time. Walter Rodney was there working on his doctorate. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is, which was about um, the history of our captivity in Guinea and the Upper Coast, which many people know became the foundation for how Europe underdeveloped Africa, which many people consider the most important Mm -hmm. book written about the African experience in the 1970s. So that's the cloth that he's cut from. And obviously, I was a beneficiary of that knowledge. I was a beneficiary of that experience. And that's the same vehicle I want to be for African children today and have tried to be for the last 30 years. Now, speaking of that, then, how are you using that to educate our young folks? I mean, I know you you do. You've been writing a number of plays. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your plays and talk about Mm. um, what children gain from being a part of that. All right. Well, um, the Mass Emphasis Children's History and Theater Company has been around for um, eight years now. Um, Maria Jones, one of the daughters of Amiri Baraka, is a founding member. Uh, my sister Monica Utsi, my sister Renee Flood Wright. Um, these are some of the people that were very instrumental in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our plays have been, um, our first play was about African Liberation Day through the eyes of children. Our second play was Cuba's Greatest Army, a tribute to the Cuban doctors. Our third play was called Sally Mugabe Lives Forever. Our fourth play was called The War in the Classroom. Our fifth play was about the lives of Osajifo, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, and Thomas Sakar, Burkina Faso's first president. Um, we've done a play called Same Neighborhood, Different Perspectives, a conversation between Colin Powell and Kwame Ture. We've done a play called The Sisters Who Fight With Their Pens. We have one adult play that we've done called Gorillas, Mothers, and Wives about the history of the Eritrean women who have the distinction of having the highest level of women's participation in the armed struggle. So that's the focus. The goal is to make resistance the cornerstone of our narrative, which we feel at this juncture as we're still dealing with the decolonization process is very essential because the dominant narrative, as you know, 
is um, still rooted in victimization, and we end up immortalizing the enemy that we need to defeat on the battlefield. So we figure about giving young people exposure to this illustrious history. We teach them not only to appreciate the history, especially the history rooted in selflessness, rooted in sacrifice, but showing them the history obligates them to continue it. Uh So that's the motivation for doing it. And um, that's very, um, I don't think I can answer that objectively, Uh but I can only go by the emotion that the audience shows, Uh the thanks and adulation that we get from the parents, Uh and just watching the children go through that process and bringing some of this history to life. Uh Because we sincerely believe um, that our history is not hidden, Uh but it is distorted, it is warded down and commercialized. Uh And we have to treat the social sciences with the same courtesy that we treat the natural sciences and mathematics, Uh where accuracy being accurate makes or breaks you so that's the approach that we've always taken and it's the approach that we will continue to take moving forward you're listening to obi Igbuna, uh, uh the first u.s correspondent to the country of zimbabwe and also member uh, co-founder of the mass emphasis children history and theater company mm-hmm. if you want to join the conversation you can give us a call at 1-800-450-7876 um uh, that's 1-800-450-7876. Um, and especially, you know, now you had mentioned some of the plays. Mm-hmm. What are some of the actual poems or the Ooh. recitations? Give me some <laughs> of the names. And I'm, I'm going to have you recite one, but not Probably. right now. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm well, going to have you recite yeah, one. Yeah, of some course. Of the- yes. Um, yeah, and we won't let the cat out the bag what we're working on. We won't do that yet. <laughs> but um, some of the poems here, every play... Um, has a poem. So we just did a play, African Liberation Day, back on May 25th, and it was a play we did called A Special Revolutionary Journey, and it was a play about France Fanon. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a poem, I mean a poem. We have a poem called We All Love Our Mother. We have a poem called No More, No More. We have a poem called Don't Touch, Don't Touch. We have tribute poems to Osajifo and Krumah. We have tribute poems to Kwame Ture, which is at the end of the mixtape. Mm-hmm. We have um, poems to Thomas Sankara. We have a tribute poem to Muhammad Ali. So we have about, wow, about 20, 20 poems. Okay. And um, so uh, we've done them, and we've done them, and it's a way to, like us, we try to plant these seeds because mm-hmm. we feel that if there's a line thinner than the one between love and hate, it's mm-hmm. the one between exposure and imposition. Mm-hmm. And we want to expose African children to everything under the sun but force nothing on them whatsoever. We're gonna. I want you to stay tuned for one moment because when we come back from the other side of the break, uh, I'm gonna have Obi to recite one of his poems. I don't know. I, I, I like all of them. Uh, don't touch. Don't touch. Um, but stay tuned. On the other side of the break, he's gonna share one of your poems that the children are reciting. That is phenomenal. Um, and then we're gonna talk about some work that he and I are gonna be getting to get, getting together to do here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we're back. 
Welcome back to the Uncle Devin Show here on WL 1450 AM 95.9 FM. And today's show is really, we're focusing on a lot of different things. We opened up with um, two young people who um, who did a wonderful uh, video tribute to uh, the great Kwame Ture, former Stokely Carmichael, and that was DJ Dash and, and Xavier. You can go to Uncle Devin's show on Facebook and you will find a link. Uh, you can reach out to me also on Twitter uh, at, at Uncle Devin, and we will be posting that video there as well. And before I go back to Obi and we, we have him to share one of his poems, just a couple of different announcements. Uh, you know, the Uncle Devin show will be uh, performing at one of the Enoch Pratt Enoch Pratt Libraries uh, in Baltimore on this upcoming Wednesday. Uh, this is um, one on, uh, let's see, the Enoch Pratt Free Library, Edmondson Avenue branch at 1030 this Wednesday, um, uh, July 10th. Why don't you come on out and join us? We'll be up there having some fun with our with our family and friends up in um in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, again, that's July tenth. Uh, you can get more information by going to theuncledevinshow.com and clicking on our calendar. And then also on Thursday night, um, I'm a member of the Children's Music Network, and a good uh, friend of mine and music, a fellow children's music artist, Latin Grammy winner Mr. G, is doing a concert. Uh, that will be at Grace Episcopal Church uh, in, on uh, 1607 Grace Church Road, Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, all proceeds go to a registered charity called ICANN South Sudan. ICANN South Sudan for the uh, benefit of unaccompanied child refugees who arrive at camp. Um, I think it's called uh, Bedibidi, uh, one of the largest refugee camps in the world. Uh, Stephen Wandu Bimo, a children's music uh, network member, works to engage uh, unaccompanied refugee children in social and music activities. And so we're just showing you the depth and the breadth that uh, the work that is being done in all aspects of art and culture uh, with, our, with our people. And that includes the work that is being done by um, our brother Obi Ekbuna, uh U.S. correspondent uh, to the country of Zimbabwe and also one of the co-founders of Mass Emphasis um, Children's History and Theater Company. Now, I want to hear one of those uh, th- those poems. Now, I, okay. I, I heard so many of them, and and oh, yeah. and when I hear the children, I think I saw you over at the Sankofa uh, Homeschool yeah. one time, yes. and we want to talk. Give you give them a little shout out in a minute. Of course, but share with us one of the one of your poems. Okay, um, this one um, was uh, the first one. And um, it was dealing with the dynamic of um, language, how our illustrious history is celebrated for all intended purposes in the languages of our former colonizers and captors. So we communicate primarily in seven languages, even though our ancestors are arguably, because of their contributions, we're arguably the most linguistically diverse people the world has ever known. 5,000 languages created since the beginning of time, but we communicate primarily in English, Spanish, French, Portuguese, German, and Arabic. Mm-hmm. So um, for that reason, we um, that's how we communicate with each other, but we have um, gained so much ground using those languages and how we see how geography and language is manipulated to keep us separated from each other and to keep us apart. So this poem, the language poem, was um, an effort 
to bring more attention to that and to have a remedy for it. Okay. So here we go. Africans here in the U.S. are English-speaking Africans. Africans in Trinidad are English-speaking Africans. Africans in Jamaica are English-speaking Africans. Just like Africans who live in Ghana, just like Africans who live in Kenya, just like Africans who live in Zimbabwe, English-speaking Africans are still Africans, no doubt about it. Africans in Haiti are French-speaking Africans. Africans in Martinique are French-speaking Africans. Just like Africans who live in Guinea, just like Africans who live in Algeria, just like Africans who live in the Congo, French-speaking Africans are still Africans, no doubt about it. Africans in Cuba are Spanish-speaking Africans. Africans in Colombia are Spanish-speaking Africans. Africans in Venezuela are Spanish-speaking Africans. Just like Africans who live in Equatorial Guinea, Spanish-speaking Africans are still Africans, no doubt about it. Africans in Brazil are Portuguese-speaking Africans, just like Africans who live in Angola, just like Africans who live in Mozambique, just like Africans who live in Guinea-Bissau. Portuguese-speaking Africans are still Africans, no doubt about it. We're all Africans. We're all Africans. We're all Africans. Learn to embrace it. Learn to celebrate it. Learn to defend it. And, you know, it's nothing more powerful than when I hear a, a group of children all in unison talking about that. And, and in the day where we talk about inclusion um, and being so-called diverse, mm-hmm. um, there's nothing more greater than this level of recognizing uh, the origin. We mm-hmm. have a lot of things that, that, that we may, may not have in common, but one thing we absolutely have in common is Mother Africa. Yes. Which is one of the reasons why on one of my CDs, um, you know, I had a song, I have I created a song called um, Africa. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're going to go to the phone lines. I believe we have Khadijah that's been holding. Um, thank you for, for, for your patience, Khadijah. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, patience is a virtue. Yeah, thank you for uh, giving this beautiful show. Um, you know, creativity creativity is very important for our children's growth. Um, I wanted to um, ask you for the website when you get a chance because you went kind of fast. And are you guys um, open for any new recruitment, like, you know, for plays? Oh, without question. Always looking. Um First of all, thanks for um, the interest. And um, the demographic we target strategically is from five years old to 18 years old. So you can go to, um, we're finalizing the web website, but it's www.massemphasis.com. But you can leave a message on our Facebook page, Mass Emphasis Children's History and Theater Company, and we'll get in contact with you. Our next production, which will, will be a repeat performance of the play we just did um, in, on African Liberation Day. We did a play called 1925, which was about the childhood of Malcolm X, Patrice Lumumba, and France Fanon, all born that year. So, um, yes, yeah, so you can go to the Facebook page, leave your contact information. We'll get in contact with you, and we target children between 5 to 18 years old. Five to eighteen. Oh, yes, yeah, that's ma'am. Yes, that's what's Yeah, that's right there at the age that my family members and a few others are interested. Yes. Because I myself was involved with Theater West uh, around the same time as, um, uh, what is it called? The um, You know, the play in the 70s, uh, Repertory Theater, the Black Repertory Theater. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Is that, is, that, is that the one and only Robert Hooks? Yes. Exactly. Oh, of course. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. All... All those entities, yes, they're um, inspirational to us. And um, as a matter of fact, um, I had the honor about five years ago 
of going to the 100th birthday party of Gertrude Jeanette, who, wow. for your listeners who do not know, that's one of the mothers of the uh, African um, theater movement, a very crucial component of the black arts movement. And yeah, I had the opportunity the to speak with her for a few minutes. And the reason she wanted to speak with me is because um, about five and a half years ago, the children did a play about Julia Mayfield. And Julia Mayfield um, was um, a contemporary of hers, and they had a very good relationship. This is the Julia Mayfield who Brother Malcolm had chosen to be the international representative for the OAAU. This is Julia Mayfield that drove on Robert Williams to safety in Monroe, North Carolina. So she just could not believe that there were some young people, children in particular, that were doing a play about Julia Mayfield and connecting all the history that he was dealing with. So um, wow, that must have been very powerful. Oh yeah. So we we um we've had a chance to um, interact with a lot of people who came before us, and we consider what we're doing the third leg of the African cultural renaissance, which we are calling the African cultural and historical reclamation movement. So we know about the Harlem Renaissance. We know about the black arts movement. We know about what Akme Sekoutoure was doing in Guinea with the Democratic Party of Guinea, which is the reason that we have so many drumming and dancing ensembles everywhere. And this is the fourth phase of that, this African cultural historical reclamation movement. And right now, Washington, D.C., you have what Mass Emphasis is doing. You have the Farafina Khan Dance Company. More young people are involved in Capoeira than ever before. And every December now, we do an African um, children's um, cultural festival, and uh, which is like a prelude to Kwanzaa. So um, this gives us the opportunity to do that. So you're um, expressing interest in our efforts at the right time. And we thank you so oh, much for that, Sister Kadisha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. And now we're waiting for your book as well, because <laughs> with your history and your experiences and, you know, your family, we, we're waiting for your book. There thank you go. You oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. We, 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 <laughs> I've been pushing my brother in this direction and, uh, and we yeah. want to make sure that, that that does take place. So thank you, mm -hmm. Kadisha. Oh, yeah, you want and uh, and until you then, though, you can get um, the articles. Um, you can go to, um, you can type in my name, Obi Egbuna Jr. on Zimbabwe, and they should, other, about, you, they should be I'm about, they should be about. Can you spell your other part of your life? O-B-I, the last name is E-G-B-U-N-A, Obi Egbuna on Zimbabwe, and you'll be able to go to the Herald, which is the national newspaper, and you'll be able to find at least to anywhere between 200 and 300 articles from 2006 to present. So um, until you, yeah, so until the book comes. What'd you, what'd you say? Just spell O-B, spell the other part? E-G-B-U-N-A. Okay. And if you miss it, you can go to uh, Uncle Devin's show on Facebook and um, you'll see the information there as well. Oh, cool. That's easy. <laughs> Thank right. you, guys. You, you enjoy your day. Thank you, you so much same. for giving. All right. All right. Thank All right. you. All right. If you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call at 1 800 450 Talking with my guest, Obi Ekbuna. Uh, and, you know, now oh, we're going to, uh, I know we, we, we talk about um, uh, the work that you're doing. About how many young folks have you impacted in the work that you've done since working with both? Mass emphasis, and we talked a little bit about Sankofa, and also and talk a little bit. About oh the wow! Well, on the teaching side, um, all um, praise has to go to Dr. Benita Thompson, mm -hmm. 
and the late Kamal Robinson, who convinced me to to teach um, 29 years ago. So the ever the foundation comes from roots, but in this area, we've been able to teach at roots. Retorted the ideal academy, academy for ideal education, mm-hmm. um, ideal public charter school, Muhammad University of Islam. Um, that's and the Sankofa Homeschool Community for the last eight years. And twice a year, if schedule permits, but at least once a year, we go into the public schools in Marion, Alabama, Selma, Alabama, Lowndes County, Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, and now Birmingham, Alabama, and we're actually in public schools. So teaching African history for nearly 30 years, we've had a chance to impact children that are in the public school, that are in the private school, that are in the African independent schools, that are homeschool. Virtually every demographic of African children, and um, they're equally as receptive. Mm-hmm. And um, we just um, did a seminar at Dunbar High School this a few weeks ago, and we did an online class for a public charter school in Albany, New York, and we went to Mastery um, Public Charter School in Philadelphia in February. So we've had a chance to, we've been doing that for a long time, but what we recognize through that process is that theater is arguably the most engaging vehicle to teach the history, and especially with the narrative that we're trying to strategically infuse. Well, and and, and, and it's it, because it's part of the arts, and yes. and you got the theater, and and one of the reasons why I focus in on on the music part mm-hmm. um, is that before a child can write, before a child can read, mm-hmm. there's the oral history. Yes, there's storytelling, there's music, there's theater, as as you just mentioned, and but. For some reason in our communities, mm-hmm. um, there's no children's music, national or Pan-African programming to the extent that you see it in other other entities. But what we're building, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, and, and what we're trying to build and make it a, a national movement is, is what's most important. Yes. Um, you take uh, they just had the BET Awards show. <laughs> OK. And gave shout out to DC Gogo. Uh, but when you look at that. Um, BET honors the the best of the best um, in our communities in art, music and art, mm-hmm. but there's they, they don't recognize the category of children's music or children's theater or anything to that extent. Mm-hmm. Neither does the NAACP Images Awards or the yes. uh, the Soul Train Awards. Mm-hmm. Now, it, I, this is not to beat them up because no. you know I just became aware of it really over the last mm-hmm. ten fifteen years, but we need a movement where we can develop our own type of communication. Disney is going to continue to have us hating ourselves, looking at the images that they put forward. That's their job. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and so what you're doing and what I'm doing and what others are doing out mm-hmm. there, Sister Khadija is doing, is continuing in that in that particular uh, phase. Exactly. So again, um, the the website, I'm not with well, a Facebook page that people can go to to get in contact with uh, Mass Emphasis. Mass Emphasis Children's um, History and Theater Company. Mm-hmm. And they can get to that. And we... We should have the um, f- um, website up and running any day now. Mm-hmm. We're working very hard. And the thing about it is just to get everything on there because um, it's been um, been a very busy um, past few months. In April, we organized a benefit for the cyclone to die victims as Mozambique, Zimbabwe, and Malawi were hit with a cyclone. So we did that in April. Then in May, we did the play we talked about. And then we just finished the mixtape with the young people, mm-hmm. and we have something um, very special. We won't let the cat out the bag <laughs> come July 26th. And, of course, what we're yeah. doing with you, yep. um, our reconnection okay. um, around uh, 
the end of the summer is what okay. we projected. I want you to hold tight. When we come back, we're going sure. to continue this conversation, and we want to talk about the role that music plays in in, in culture. Yes. Okay. Here on the Uncle Devin Show, fourteen fifty AM, ninety five point nine FM. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome back to the Uncle Devin Show here on WL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM. We were just having some fun with our uh, listeners or uh, that's watching us on our Facebook Live. Uh, yeah. And I see Big Brother Bumani. Yeah. Um, and Obi was saying, make sure you get your children back into uh, Mass Emphasis. <laughs> he, he already knows. Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to Olu and Dayla, man. Much love to them. All right. Yeah, and their you. mother as well. And, you know, my guest is uh, Obi Ekbuna. Uh, he is a U.S. representative to the country of, well, you say U.S. The correspondent. Herald, the National Newspaper. To the National the Newspaper. Herald, to, the Herald. To, to the Herald. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I remember when, we, when you first took on that task, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that position has just grown since then. Yeah. Uh, but Brother Obi and I, have, uh, like I say, we've organized for years. We done been to Cuba together. We done been to... Panama, Panama yeah. um, we done we done seen a little bit of everything. Yes. Um, so it's an honor to really work in this regard. And if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 1-800-450-7876. This show is primarily focusing on the role that music plays in a child's development and uh, how you and we can take back control of what our children listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we say music, we're not just talking about it in a, in a, in a, in a silo. It's connected with art. It's connected with theater. It's connected with so many different um, different entities. So, Obi, help us to understand, when people talk about music, mm-hmm. we think of it in a very, I would say, um, uh, individualistic mm-hmm. process and not connecting it to our our struggle and also into yeah. our culture. What is, it, from your standpoint and from what we've read in the years, the role of music in culture? Um, it, well, culture, um, my favorite definition of culture I like to use is the one that Sekutere, mm-hmm. um, the first president of Guinea, leader of the Guinean revolution, the great-grandson of Samori Touré, who led the first armed revolt against the French invaders. He said that culture is the sum total of spiritual and material values obtained by humanity throughout its history. Mm -hmm. And what that means is, um, regardless of the flow of history, you have values aimed at uplifting the human condition. And so at a time where we talk about how decadent the um, colonialist and imperialist culture is where war is made for profit is popularized. Sexism is popularized. Institutional racism is popularized. Exploited labor is popularized. Police terrorism is popularized. We can be the alternative to that. So if the music represents the collective experience of the people, and as we say, as we're going from victimization to resistance, then the music should reflect that. The art, the painting should reflect that. The writing should reflect that. Uh, um, what we say on podium should reflect that. The churches should reflect that. The schools should reflect that. The newspaper should reflect that. And music is such a powerful vehicle because it cuts across spiritual and religious lines. It cuts across class lines. It cuts across gender lines. And that's why it's always been so dynamic and so uplifting. And as a matter of fact, we have another gift for our people. Um, between um, 2013 in 2016, I had the honor of co-producing three albums of music with M1, for also known as Mutulu Olubala of the internationally acclaimed hip-hop group Dead Prez. We did a project called The Battle Cry for Cuba and Zimbabwe, and 
It was about music calling for the lifting of sanctions on Zimbabwe by the United States and the European Union for reclaiming our land, 70% of the most agriculturally resourceful land, and of course lifting the blockade on Cuba so that they can continue to build on the momentum of their revolution where they have the world's highest literacy rate, the lowest infant mortality rate, um, the... uh, and the number one gerontology program in this hemisphere on the verge of finding a cure to AIDS, on the verge of finding a cure to cancer, we want the blockade to be lifted off them, which has cost them nearly $100 billion. So for people who would like to hear that music, we're not selling it. You can get it. It's Battle Cuba Zim. Battle Cuba Zim, one word, dot wordpress.com. Battle Cuba Zim dot wordpress.com. You'll have access to three albums of music, um, Brother Devin um, contributed to the first album, so did um, Brother Bomani. And um, it's over 100 songs of music. It's cross-generational and it's multi-genre. So we have um, one of the last poets on there. They're musicians from Jamaica, um, out of Jamaica, musicians out of Zimbabwe, multi-genre and cross-generational. So those those are practical examples of how we look to remedy this situation as we're seeking fundamental change. Mm-hmm. At a moment in history where we're three years removed from an eight-year eight year administration that represented maintenance under the guise of change, and we're feeling the aftershocks of being back to the harsh reality of being 12% of the general population, but 43% of the homeless of the incarcerated, um, having um, 850 of the 8,000 children that drop out of school every day. Um, That's a demographic we represent. So just understanding the alternative and understanding that we're seeking to make resistance the cornerstone of our narrative, not victimization. Words can't describe the role that music plays because people listening to me right now may be tuning me out, but if they heard what I was saying in a song, they'd be bobbing their heads to it. So we understand what an effective vehicle it has been and will continue to be. You know, the one song that I did on that uh, project uh, with you and and Dead Prez uh, was a song that I wrote called Children of Cuba and Zimbabwe. Yes. And it was a very simple song to educate children just to say, you know, children, the children there are, are like children here. Mm-hmm. They they just want to have fun and be free. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are forces that are forcing them into conditions that we see now that relate to even what's going on worldwide when we're dealing with the whole uh, immigration families uh, that are migrating and and the and we need to educate our children to understand that these other countries didn't get uh, uh, poor and impoverished and um, uh, to the extent all by themselves. Mm hmm. You know, there there's a, a a a major force that has been taken. You know, that's been impactful when we the years. Or when so. we and one of the things like when we're dealing with the children in the theatrical capacity or the classroom capacity, um, we turn to the we had we were going into the group homes in the Washington D.C. area for four years, and the only thing we took in there was the chapter from Malcolm X's autobiography where he talked about what it was like to be incarcerated. So for people who've come up with terms like uh, mass incarceration, that's nothing new for African people because he was talking about um, being incarcerated in 1946. And um, we had a chapter of Miseducation of the Negro called Political Education Neglected. And Dr. Woodson focused on how before the used textbooks were sent to our communities, 
white supremacists would sit down in a room. They had task forces that they organized that would rip out the Constitution and Bill of Rights out of the books. And when one of them who was just um, acquiescing to the task force's objective wanted a sincere answer why they were doing it, and they said we would use that as a weapon. And remember, that book is written in 1933, 21 years later you have brown versus board so um as the athletes in our community and the artists in our community talk about their role models you you have to ask your we tell our children you can't be a role model if you've never been taught your role in society you don't know your role in society if you've never been taught how society functions so we use the theater we use the music to show our young people how the capitalist system functions, how the educational system and under capitalism functions, how the healthcare system under capitalism functions. And because we're doing this at a moment in history that even on the health level, it is projected that by 2038, 57 million people will die from non-communicable diseases. We're not talking HIV AIDS. We're not talking cholera. We're not talking malaria. We're talking the common cold. We're talking the heart attack. We're talking diabetes. We're talking strokes. We're talking high, high blood pressure. So you have the opportunity to share these things through that. And um, it's been an invaluable experience for us. We're becoming more empowered as we empower them. And when Kwame Ture taught us when we were very young that children are the spark of all revolution, students are the sparks of all revolutions, we say in 2019, if students are the sparks of revolution, then children represent the explosion. Because when you organize with children, that means that you're going to have more interaction with the most sincere women in our community, the mothers of those children, the aunts of those children, the grandparents of those children. You're going to have more interaction with the elderly in our community who love those children and are so invested in those children. You're going to have more engagement with the men of quality, men who are in, who stay in their children's lives, regardless of what their relationship with their women may be. So children anchor all of this. So this is why we're glad to be here. And um, lastly, because we have one minute left, we'll end with Kwame Ture because that's how we began. In 1995, we had organized speaking engagements for him at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, and College Park. And what ended up happening was um, we had a um, tape of Santana doing the rendition of Ola Tunje's um, song from Drums of Passion. And Kwame knew that it wasn't Ola Tunji, so he asked us, were we familiar with it? And he said we had to return to the source, as Emil Cabral, leader of the revolution in Guinea-Bissau, used to say. And we told him we took the wrong tape off the dresser. And then he said he apologized a few minutes later because he talked about how, in his opinion, my father was light years ahead of everyone else, making our cultural and political expression synonymous from their generation. And so um, he asked me at some point would I ever get involved in my dad's work. So who would have known that eight years ago, we would help develop, we would develop the Mass Emphasis Children's History and Theater Company for that purpose. So we thank you for giving us this platform today. And uh, we're here to celebrate the brilliance of DJ Dash yes. and Xavier. Yeah, for I want to. Excellent mix. Yes. It's a mixtape, but it's a video. 
Yes. So it's like the Black Power mixtape that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, we want everyone to watch it, and um, we're going to be doing more work with them in that area moving into the future for yeah, sure. I, I this is give, only the beginning. I want to give a shout-out to DJ Dash again and his brother Xavier. Thank you very much. Brother Obi. as always, it's been a pleasure. And thank you all for listening to the Uncle Devin Show. And, their, parent, and their parents, brother J-Rock yes. and sister, said love you very much. Yes. And thank you. All right. And... I got to roll and remember, life is a drum, so beat it. <laughs>